Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Well, our goal is to release the 240 hostages uh, in Gaza. Israeli hostages, I'm talking about babies, uh, very old women, uh, incredibly horrific uh, cases, and to eliminate Hamas. Um, so what we're doing is essentially applying a, a siege on the terror tunnels. They have 500 kilometers worth of tunnels, underground tunnels. They built a whole terror city for 15 years instead of building schools and, and a future. They decided to take all that money and, and build terror against Israelis. That's Naftali Bennett, the former prime minister of Israel, and very possibly will be the prime minister in the future, depending on what happens with Benjamin Netanyahu. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Dr. Louis Profeta is an emergency room physician from Indianapolis who decided to uh, answer the call of a need for doctors in Israel and currently is in Israel training doctors on ER procedures and trauma procedures. Uh, he has been keeping us up to date. He joins us uh, right now. Uh, first things first, uh, Dr. Profeta, uh, how, are, how are you and where you're at? What has been the war situation? I mean, I'm, I'm fine. I mean, I feel safe. Uh, I mean, we, uh, we're seeing stuff. We're hearing a lot of ordinances. It's hard to sleep at night because you'll hear artillery going off in the South Lebanon. And, you know, we're having rockets fired over us periodically and alarms going off. And got to see Iron Dome literally intercept, uh, intercept a rocket above my head yesterday. So, but other than that, I guess we're doing okay. Well, the idea that you can laugh off Iron Dome intercepted a rocket above my head yesterday uh, uh, is, is pretty interesting. You, you talk about, as we've had these conversations, uh, that throughout Israel, uh, the feeling is uh, whatever our issues were regarding judicial reform or anything else, all that's over to the side. Hamas is the number one issue, the number one target, and everybody's in it together. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. There's, there was a lot of schism in Judaism, not only in Israel, but I think uh, nationwide, sort of geopolitically. And uh, if one thing Hamas did, sadly, it's probably unified the, the Jewish people in the state of Israel like uh, nothing that I, I would have ever imagined. I mean, they are singularly focused, but these people are incredibly sad right now. Um, and it, you can see that there is a tremendous amount of you know, PTSD just from this event. And, you know, you're also talking about a country just like ours just came off of COVID. Now they're thrust into this. So, man, it, they are really, really sad, but they're incredibly determined, too. You are there in, in the northern part of, of Israel, not too far from Lebanon, as as you mentioned. You went to go train these doctors. I always thought it interesting that you would think Israel would have some incredibly well-trained doctors in the idea of dealing with, with trauma, in, in, in dealing with uh, what you do as an ER doc on a daily basis. Is that not the case? Oh, no, no, no. Let me tell you, they're, they're ahead of us. 
okay? When, when you say that I'm there to train, uh, help them train, I'm training uh, some of their residents that are literally right out of medical school that haven't had an opportunity to, to learn anything because all their attendings and their senior doctors have been, you know, moved into sort of support roles for the military. So we're backfilling a lot of that. I mean, they run trauma better than we do. I mean, just their, their physical plant, their layout is much, much better than anything we have in America. But we run our ERs better than they do. Emergency medicine isn't really that embrace of a specialty yet here. And so I think that we move patients. So they're learning a lot of stuff from us, too, in terms of what we're capable of doing. I mean, they're surprised about uh, in regards to the skill set of the ER docs coming from the states over here, how much we can do that their doctors can't do. Talking to Dr. Louis Perfetta, emergency room doctor uh, with St. Vincent's here in Indianapolis in Israel right now, working with doctors there, training uh, residents. Have you seen patients? Have you had people coming in, whether attacks uh, from, from Hezbollah or in other places coming in through your hospital? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've had fatalities. Um and, you know, also people, when you're talking about hundreds of thousands of troops mobilized and the amount of heavy equipment and machinery and weaponry, I mean, people get hurt constantly. I mean, they, they fall off tanks. They get hit by cars. They, uh, there's a thousand other ways of getting injured than just getting blown up by a rocket or shot. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a ton of – and then the, the, the police and the military presence in the hospital is, Tony, you'd be astounded – I mean, every other patient is carrying, a, a, you know, a table or an M16 or, um, you know, machine gun in, into the emergency department. And they have evacuated the entire in-hospital patient. So, like, if you were being treated for maybe kidney failure or something in, in our hospital, everybody is, is down in the basement except for the ICU and the surgical rooms and the um, ERs, which are built to withstand large rocket fire. They're fortified bunkers. But the rest of the hospital is all now subterranean, uh, literally like giant tunnels with beds and monitoring systems. It's all been designed for this purpose. Sadly, almost most of your hospitals in this country are designed that way. See, we, we actually protect our valuable resources, our patients in the tunnels below our hospital, while Hamas stores their weaponry in the tunnels below their hospital. So it just shows you what, what we value here. If you didn't, if you questioned where uh, Dr. Profeta's politics were, uh, now you know the answer. So you don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, but yeah. you kind of knew that when he answered the call and decided he was going to go to Israel. And you got on the uh, on the plane, and there were doctors from from New York, uh, uh, a thoracic surgeon, a vascular surgeon, uh, who were on the plane with you. How many Americans or from other nations have you seen uh, doctors? Have you seen coming uh, to provide support and training to the Israelis? Quite a, quite a few, actually. In fact, with the um, I think I shared some video with you of this mass casualty drill they did yesterday, which was mind-boggling how how advanced and in depth it was. And there were people from Baltimore Shock Trauma that were there um, that had uh, come in. There's there I'm I'm welcoming in a doctor from Michigan. Um, they've got there was a thoracic surgeon from New York that we took over for when when we arrived and. They've got literally thousands and thousands of doctors that have signed up to come in, and we're just sort of rotating people in and out uh, to fill different voids. And mostly they just want to have more doctors that are really trained on hand at any given time in case there is um, 
large scale amounts of you know rockets hit in populated areas. Next thing you know, you got twenty critically injured patients. So, you know that's what they're preparing for, and why we're here. I had asked you uh, in in one of our many many text conversations about. Uh, the, the politics uh, uh, of it all. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu went on with David Meir of ABC, and, you know, uh, it's it's very clear that he understands that after this war is over, there are going to be a lot of questions asked, and there are going to be people held responsible for the intelligence failures and other things that led to this uh, uh, attack, and I think Netanyahu fully understands that. But I asked you the question in reverse. Are Israelis paying attention to what's happening on the political scene regarding Israel and Hamas here in the United States. Your answer then was they're not paying attention to anything except taking out Hamas and taking care of their people. Is that still the case? Well, I, 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 maybe I should qualify that. They are, they are angry at, at the government for the security uh, lapses that happen. I mean, they are furious. I mean, you can see it from top to bottom, and there's going to be sort of, uh, you know, hell to pay after this is all over in terms of, and just like we were with 9-11 when we went back and looked at commission and said, how do we let these people uh, have access to, you know, uh, you know, jet, you know, simulations in the United States. So there, there's going to be some, some significant sort of soul searching to find out what, what went on. But yeah, there, there, all this stuff in the other, in, in the, in the States right now and other countries, they're starting to see this stuff, and man, it is making them angry. I mean, these, these are good, honorable, just people. This is a just fight, and to watch how it's portrayed in the media and on college campuses, oh my gosh, Tony, I watch this stuff, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding, because anybody, is anybody responsible for educating our children these days? It's, it's mind-boggling to me. It's mind-boggling to the entire population here. This conversation regarding where is our moral center has... has uh has taken up a fair amount of, of my time. Um, you, you continue your, your, your watch. I think you're back in, in a couple weeks. Will you be moved out of this hospital to another one, or is this where you're going to be, this area near Lebanon? No, it's mostly going to be here. We, we have been doing some stuff with the troops. In fact, I've got some, I've got some soldiers coming here to see me in just a little bit, but they, uh, they can't get in. They can't get a doctor to see them right now, and I'm going to do some evaluation, uh, back where I'm staying. Um, we also are probably going to go help out on um, one of the kibbutzes that was shot up and destroyed. Uh, interesting, Tony, you know, these are all agricultural communities, and pretty much everybody was killed. Either they were killed or they, they fled or they've been taken hostage. So a lot of these places have animals and crops that, are, uh, that need taken care of, and all the workers have been pulled out, and all the young people have gone to war. And so you talking about a place that they're filling in the gaps. I don't know if you saw, there was a news story about a bunch of cowboys from Montana. I discussed it yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. They just flew in to help. And so we're going to take some of us that aren't doing a whole lot right now, that things are a little slow and we're going to go, I'm going to go pick, pick zucchini, I think tomorrow. among <laughs> other things. Uh, everybody is doing, like, everybody's doing yeah. their thing. And I happen to know there are a yeah. bunch of farmers in Indiana, Dr. Fetta, happy to make the trip. Just someone tell them how. Well, we, we are actually setting up a program like that. We'll have more information for you. That's another thing that I've been doing on the ground here, uh, making a pipeline to bring uh, some agriculture people to, to help uh, do some of the labor work for a little while so they can get, we can get the soldiers back and the people back. Dr. Louis Profeta, St. Vincent's ER doctor. Uh, stay safe, young man, and I will uh, talk to you soon. I will see you then. Take care. You got it, man.